All right, friends, here we are. It's Friday, the early early bird podcast sessions. Stefan Maia with you at itsouls.com, the website. Yeah, so today is the sociopolitical uh, conversations, if you will, of our uh, weekly um, modules and themes. And you can look at the itinerary, of course, for that. Uh, we go live from Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time, and we reserve Fridays for sociopolitical conversations, current events, things like that, and we only go live on Fridays approximately once or twice a month, if you will, because, well, the news seems to repeat itself. <laughs> it may be a different article, but it's always the same, if you will, disbursement of turmoil and division currently in our uh, fallen nation. So um, that's what's taking place, but we're going to have ourselves a conversation today going through, of course, the uh, organized description of current events and why they are taking place and how they've come to be. And we'll have ourselves a look at Twitter and uh, what's taking place over there. And uh, more so accurately with uh, the uh, one uh, million man march there for children and what happened in Canada with a large protest a few days ago uh, for parental privileges and rights over their children's um, conversation with uh, sexuality, if you will. Things like that. We'll, we'll get into that. But by all means, please, housekeeping, like, if please like, share give a comment, all that kind of stuff, uh, really helps the Added Souls ministry move forward to reach the faithless, renew the, the fallen, and reinforce the faithful. And um, you can certainly sign up to addedsouls.locals.com if you seek to support, and that would be much appreciated. Helps the studio to grow and our work here as the Maya family, laboring alongside the East Coast Church of Christ and the mission here on the East Coast of Canada, and all these wonderful things, uh, you'd be partaking in a very good work, a fruitful work, transparent, upright, decent, honest, all these things. And uh, you can certainly send a donation uh, form to addedsouls at gmail.com through PayPal. Or if you'd like to have a conversation with me, we can video chat, phone call, email exchange, uh, if you would like to have a physical address. So the information is there on the screen, of course, addedsouls.com, addedsouls.locals.com, addedsouls at gmail.com, and eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. That good? Sociopolitical affairs, I'm going to open up my trusty, rusty, organized um, display here that I've written and I've shared uh, numerous times, but it bears repeating, of course, so that our memory is found intact with... What is taking place because I needed to make sense of it. I'm like, why are we, why does it seem as if public life has eroded into this division in this fallen position where everything is turmoil and chaos? Why is drug addiction and overdose, suicide, crime of all sorts and fashions, murder, why is all these things amplified? Is it just because now we have the internet telling us when it happens, where it happens, so it gives us the impression or interpretation that it is happening more frequently than it did before? Well, perhaps there's a conversation to have there, or perhaps there is some truth in the fact that we have corrupted ourselves so much so that the measurement of our lawlessness has attained full public display. 
and which we now, of course, have the consequences uh, of such a fallen position. And uh, that bears for conversation to be held, of course, in kind, Christ-like manner. It can be quite challenging for that end. There is a lot of, or there is a great amount of emotional investment when it comes to sociopolitical conversations. Many of us have perhaps ties or great loyalties to political parties and their policies, and at times, sadly, many Christians uh, avoid their Christ-like position and faith and principle in order to prioritize their political priorities uh, up front, and that causes division, that can cause at times uh, emotional outbursts, division, unrighteous division, and things of that nature, things of that kind, of which, of course, I have been guilty in the past of producing and participating in, and uh, has have since changed my thoughts on that. It does not help one become approachable for the end goal, and that is the purpose of life, for us to receive the forgiveness of our sins, to know Jesus Christ. To know Jesus Christ first and foremost, and to allow his teachings, the penmanship of the Holy Spirit, to permeate our thoughts, our mind, govern us through the inspired writ. Therein, we, if submissive and humble to the holy text, uh, will organically, spiritually, understand and discern, given the wisdom to this socio-political conditions we currently experience, and understanding what is truth and what is a lie, and uh, what should be voted for or uh, voted against, what should be exposed or what should uh, uh, be a practical application to our faith as Christians regarding government and socio-political affairs. And uh, that is indeed the proper way forward, the more productive uh, way forward. It produces more so than uh, me just standing here calling you an idiot or a moron or throwing the Bible at you in a, in a way that is uh, derogatory, rude, heavy-handed, belligerent, uh, diatrophic, if you will, or pharisaical. In uh, that manner is not indeed uh, driven by the love of Christ, but more so with ego and pride. And we don't want to allow those contaminants to corrupt our faith. No. And again, many of us have fallen prey to those practices, tempted into those, and it's, I, I, hey man, I've been there. I understand it completely. Uh, it'll drive you to a very bitter, uh, vengeful uh, mind because, well, we're sad. We're, we're, we're frustrated, aren't we? We're angry. And there's nothing wrong with being frustrated or angry. There is a righteous end to it if we practice it according to the Christ, the way of our Lord and Master. You can be angry. As a matter of fact, I'd, 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 I'd wonder why you wouldn't be angry. <laughs> you know, if you're complacent or idle or apathetic, I mean, I'd be like, why? That That's not right. You should be angry. I mean, look at the condition uh, that we are currently uh, having to uh, receive by corrupt powers, uh, and uh, it's enough to make us angry. It should, yeah, certainly. But there is a boundary to our anger. It is to remain uh, decent, of course, or righteous, if you will. Um, 
when Jesus flipped over some tables there, and uh, that has been utilized as an excuse, of course, from Pharisaical individuals or diatrophic individuals. Well, he flipped tables, so therefore I can punch people in the mouth, you know. Well, uh, unless it's self-defense, no, you, you, you can't really go out there and, and, and be rude and belligerent and heavy-handed and, 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 and insult people thinking you're going to somehow convert them to Christ. You know, you, <laughs> you, you, you do not become a fornicator to help fornicators convert or repent from fornication. You don't become an adulterer to help adulterers. You know, you don't participate or practice what this fallen world has uh, and does in order to convert them to Jesus Christ. It's the same with the socio-political realm. We do not indulge or invoke ourselves within the realm of insult and slander and character defamation and uh, demonization and all these nefarious and sinister tactics that... Um, corrupt politicians utilized to their favor, their selfish ambitions. And we, you, you see it from the sociopolitical end, and you also sadly see it from Christians who have corrupted themselves in the same, to the same end for their own selfish ambitions with the same tactics of slander and character defamation, things like that. We don't, we don't want to walk that path. We don't want to stand among the sinners and scoff at the innocent and the faithful. We don't want to do those things. So how can we then have ourselves a decent well-balanced conversation regarding things that are so vile and filthy and evil and corrupt by remaining of a good, tender, humble heart, where we are more so concerned of a solution, the remedy, the cure, than pride and ego and proving ourselves right. What is right and what is true does not need our ego to drive its passion. It exists whether I walk this earth or not, whether you walk this earth or not, one plus one will make two. Whether I live today or die tomorrow, one plus one will make two. And so our objective, of course, and it is transparent and upright, is to bring people to Christ. And at times we find that in a very approachable manner regarding moral principles. We may not agree on various religious worldviews and traditions, sadly, but we seek to find an end to that resolve, certainly, but at times we find ourselves having discussion with the current event, which is what people are perhaps concerned about, first and foremost in their life. Well, I can't afford to eat. Why is that? What is the political end that is causing me to have a difficult time paying the mortgage, paying the groceries? There is corruption at the helm, and because there is corruption at the helm, they are indeed cultivating our tax-given dollars for nefarious purposes and corrupt agendas, therein causing a very hardship of life. And would you know it, the Bible, of course, produces information, inspired information, and insight and wisdom to that end. But it is also a mirror to whom our leaders are in the Western world, for we were given a republic in America, a democracy in Canada, and various branches of our forefathers' documents, the chartered rights and constitutional principles and uh, instructions. All these things were, of course, there to guide this nation into one of the most prosperous and secure, freedom-given, milk-and-honey countries. And so uh, we can have conversations in a very civil and mature way. 
even though we are angry and we are frustrated at the direction we've been going. Why are we going this direction? Because the citizenry, because the citizenry of our nations have gone corrupt, and a corrupt people will vote in corrupt individuals. And sadly, a great many who claim Christianity have been part of that problem. They have been purposely driven by their subordination and loyalties to various political parties and agendas and policies, curriculums through the academic channels that would indeed facilitate corruption to be at the helm and govern us into tyranny. And these kind of conversations are necessary for us, of course, to understand what's taking place. And that's what I had to do. And I've moved forward, of course, and wrote all of this information down. So we remember the structure, and I'll go through the structure. And after we've gone through the structure, we'll open up um, Twitter over here in regards to what's taking place in conversation. Uh, and uh, we'll just deal with that when the time comes. Okay, so our identity if you will, as a nation, was founded by our legal documents, which came from a higher power. That's why we were given this privilege, this freedom, because we knew that we did not worship government, that we, not, that we do not bow down to government, but rather we follow Jesus, our Lord and Master, a higher power who has given us moral boundaries and attributes, statutes, and uh, um, uh, how should I say policies of his uh, governing authority to live our lives. And when we knew that, we knew that we did not have or we need not become subject to tyranny or a dictator by making a man or a woman god or a goddess to which we must submit to and bow down to. No, we as our identity, once it was held strongly, of course, we prospered. Our identity was founded on our legal documents, which came from a higher power, in other words, God, through the principles of the Holy Bible, the New Testament Holy Bible, to which you and I live under, the age of the Messiah, the Christian age. We learn from the Old Testament. We learn God's nature. We learn uh, the ups and downs of the people who were believers and we saw them be faithful for a while, and then we'd see them be wicked for a while, and all the consequences that come about that, there is a great depth of knowledge to learn from the Old Testament. But you and I, we live in the age of the Messiah, after the cross, not before the cross, after the Christ. And so when we understood that, of course, it allowed us the identity of the five points I wrote down so that we can make sense of and understand we were a nation that was, number one, pro-Christianity. That was the religion of the Western world. Christian principles. Not accurate to the theology and the description of the scriptures, per se. No, of course not. But to its moral value and principles, the golden rule, absolutely, certainly. Pro-Christianity, number one. Number two, pro-life. The sanctity of life. The sovereignty of our nation. Life from conception to natural death, was preserved, it was kept secure, it was at great cost and sacrifice. Our fellow neighbors bled the ground red to preserve life and its culture. So we were pro-Christianity, we were pro-life, we were pro-family. Male, female, husband, wife, and children, when applicable, where applicable. We were 
pro-self-defense, number four. We understood the value of life and family, and so therefore to preserve and secure life and family, we held dear our right to defense. In very simple terms, when bad guys with guns would want to come and hurt us, we had guns to protect ourselves with. See, they wanted to forfeit the right to their life when they chose to murder our innocent life. So we, in self-defense, were forced to kill them. And killing and murdering are two different descriptive words. Killing is, of course, upright. It is justice. It is the privilege and freedom we have through Christ to kill when in regard, when in context of immediate self-defense or actions of self-defense regarding perhaps household, community, uh, state, province, or nation. We understood that once. We knew what that was about. Pro-self-defense. And we were, number five, pro-country. We loved our country. We held our flags high as the great white north or through the American perspective, America and its independence, to which I lived there several years and saw the good, bad, and the ugly, of course, as is found in all nations. But there was an element of strength and joy to be upheld as a people united. We were Canadians, meaning justice, order, law, boundaries, borders, all these things. So our identity was held from a higher power, God, through the written word of the Holy Bible, and it had us as a people who were pro-Christianity, pro-life, pro-family, pro-self-defense, and pro-country. Now, the godless agenda has infiltrated and has since dismantled that very strong unity of our people and culture. It has divided to conquer. And sadly, we must be accountable. We allowed it to happen. We became complacent, apathetic, idle. Oh, I just don't want to get involved with knowing what's taking place here, there, everywhere. And as long as I have my comforts, if you will, in the household, you know, watching the hockey game and uh, eating some wings, whatever which of course are a blessing to be able to have those comforts and that peace, but it came at a great cost in which we forgot. And it all stems, of course, to the element of our identity to which we lost, to which our current world leaders specifically, quite, quite brazenly, publicly said they were going to dismantle and destroy. So now we find ourselves in a godless agenda, and it is all the points in reverse. Naturally, antichrist, number one, anti-life, number two, anti-family, number three, anti-self-defense, number four, and anti-country, number five. And these things are now being produced through the five branches of power, fully corrupted. Now, these branches of power are not inherently sinful, are not inherently lawful. They could be utilized for righteous and decent purposes, but they've been infiltrated by the godless agenda. Because there would be no way we would subject ourselves to a tyrannical leader if our minds were kept submissive to a higher power, God. We must remove God from our 
thoughts, our minds, our lives, our households and communities. And once that has been taken out of the way, quote unquote, then this void must be fulfilled. Now the tyrant can become powerful because there is no God. So we must uphold a man or a woman to be our God. And some of them are perhaps decent, but most are corrupted and seek to destroy us. So through the five branches of power that are now sadly corrupted, you have number one, government, and all that it implies, all the uh, complex uh, designs of its branches, if you will, through military or whatnot, but the industry therein, the government and all its branches. Number two, corporations and all their branches. Number three, academia and all its branches. Number four, entertainment, movies and music and sports. And number five, media both news, cable, and, of course, social. Through these five branches, which, again, are not inherently sinful, government need not be corrupt and lawless. It could be upheld, upright, and uh, 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 founded in Christian principles, as was the idea, the great idea of our founding fathers. Same with corporation or academia and entertainment and media. These things could be upright. They need not be corrupted, but they have been corrupted. They have been infiltrated, and it has been a strategic path from the influence of what is evil for decades in action, now now, uh, bringing us to this very pivotal moment in our history, which is the complete collapse of the Western world. So all of them now purchased propaganda under the influence if you will, of the nefarious powers. And none of this information is of the conspiracy language. All of this is set forth in fact, in objective absolute reality, if one is, of course, seeking the answers to why these things are taking place. You know, there's an answer for why you're paying all kinds of money to get a little bitty, tiny grocery bag. There's a reason why you can't afford the gas to put in your vehicle the petrol. There's a reason for those things. I mean, we do live in uh, some of the most uh, richest nations in the world, filled with natural resource, forestry, and and food, and hunting, and and, uh, farming, and and, uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, Fossil fuels and all these things, like uh, all the kind of energy. We have the the abundance of it. Why are we paying so much for food and oil, for rent, for for mortgages? What's happening? Well, there's an answer to that. It's not some kind of nebulous, who knows, coinkydink. No, it's the people who are in charge are corrupt. And they've not been utilizing our tax dollars for what they were voted in for, which should be, of course, transportation, health care, education, keeping us safe, keeping us safe. Well, all of those things have been thrown out the, the door. And now we find ourselves uh, with these five branches of power uh, fully corrupted and purchased propaganda. That's why these kinds of sessions or this kind of information has already been demonized in your mind by the media, by the entertainment industry, by academic institutions, by corporations, and by government. They have slandered the truth, and they have infiltrated your household through your 
television, your computer, your smart devices. So you go to their purchased propaganda channels. For us here in Canada, CTV, CBC, Global News. Uh, what else is there? CTV, CBC, Global. Various other branches, of course, like that. These are purposely twisting the narrative to their selfish ambitions. They are lying to us. Now, I didn't believe that for a long time. I, I was oblivious to it and quite ignorant to it. But when you, when you start to connect the dots and you make a search, you find out they are brazenly lying. How so? Why did that happen? So they are, of course, against this kind of information, which would help you waken your mind to the truth. So all of these branches of power now have been uh, purchased and corrupted through the influence of the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, which is, of course, foreign threat and interference. We we need to understand that. We are certainly at war at this time. It's just not the kind of war we are used to seeing in our past history. It is every day etching closer to that end because the current corrupt powers that are globalist powers to have us no longer in our independence and freedom, but to have us subjugated and isolated into these tyrannical uh, um, pockets, uh, they, they want war. It's beneficial. And it has to do with control. It has to do with pride, godlessness, of course, at the helm. Uh, uh, it has to do with um, greed and all these things, right? These entities may portray themselves as virtuous, as they, they are here for the people, and we're here to help you, and we just love you all, and we just want to do this for what's right. No, they are not. They are professional cunning liars. And they have been lying to us. Godless globalists who believe human beings are the problem needing to be extinguished are in control. They are perverted. They are murderous. And they are indeed uh, um, ego-driven, pride-driven, uh, diatrophic individuals. And they um, are seeking to extinguish human life. And that is indeed the end result at all times in our history when we remove ourselves from God and his love. We become animal-like and we murder each other. And that is what they are doing. And that is in, indeed what they are uh, have set forth in their policies and have now, quote-unquote, legalized and enforced. Abortion. Abortion. Doctor-assisted suicide. Made, right? Uh, euthanasia, all of these things um, are amplified, promoted, encouraged, and enforced. It is the, um, the motive in which they are depopulating society. It's not a conspiracy. I do not uphold to conspiracies. There are no lizards people. There are no green little men who are going to fly out of flying saucers and come build more or, or, or build pyramids and things of that kind. Okay, all those things are drenched in myth, sensationalism, and superstition, and conspiracy. I, ha I do not adhere to those things. I adhere to what can be proven in a court of law. History, science as a tool, providing perhaps... Uh, the channels necessary to that end. However, it needs to be proven. It needs to be logical. It needs to be reasonable. 
The evidence is overwhelming, though you are not allowed to see it through, again, propaganda channels such as CTV, Global, uh, CBC, uh, CNN, uh, MSNBC, all the, uh, all the branches of the mainstream, if you will. Also with social media platforms, YouTube and uh, Facebook and Instagram and all these uh, well-known common social media platforms are in cooperation with this godless agenda to have us ignorant and submissive to their tyranny, which is the depopulation of human life. And they utilize that by having us fully convinced, as they did to convince us there is no God, by utilizing words like science. Science told us there's no God. Now we believe that because science. Science told us that um, human breathing is a problem to climate change. They created climate change, this title, this, this thing. To which one of the founders, of course, is now a spokesperson telling everyone it's been a lie from the beginning. Climate change. And because of climate change and the doom and gloom and fear-mongering purpose of our agenda, selfish ambition, we need to depopulate the earth. And there are many ways they're going to try to do that. Certainly poison us through what is called the health experts. All these things are not conspiracy. They are well documented. Many of these cases are in court as we speak. So the godless agenda moves forward. And this is why you have an, a, an overwhelming mountain of perversion. That is purpose-driven. There's a reason why that is happening. And also with murder. So you have murder and you have perversion. To destroy, to divide and destroy a nation, to crumble it down so that the true foreign threat, the barbarians, are going to come in and conquer. See, we've become Rome, and now we're just waiting for history to bring the barbarians in to destroy. See, the perversion is but a tool utilized by the barbarians to dismantle us before they conquer. But once they come in to conquer, because they've infiltrated for that purpose and allowing the perversion to do what it has been doing, all who adhere to those perversions will be publicly executed. Their end will have come. They were useful to dismantle the nation. They've served their purpose. Now the barbarians are going to publicly execute them. Now they are, of course, of course, oblivious to that end. They are deceived into thinking they are truly fighting for love and the rights of people in all these communities, uh, LGBTQ, S2+, and so on and so forth. Or the trans activists and things of, of that nature, which again is a lie. There is no such thing as trans kids. There's no such thing as, as uh, not uh, being born in the wrong body and, the, and these kind of uh, uh, the dialect or the linguistic word salads that are now being enforced and indoctrinated in our children in public schools, which is gender ideology. All of these things are being utilized by foreign barbarian threats, which have infiltrated, knowing that this is going to dismantle the nation, which is evil, it's lawlessness. And once they've served their purpose, they will be publicly executed. We know that, and because we've read history. 
And they don't, though. They are fully deceived into believing they are fighting for some kind of virtuous cause. They are not. They are not. So you have all these public uh, consequences coming now through these uh, activities uh, from these powers that have gone corrupt, and murder and perversion is at the helm. Everything brewing around it, of course, it, it lends and facilitates to that end. Perversion and murder. And this is not the first time, of course, in history where a nation is brought down or a power, a world power is brought down by implosion of its own corrupt citizenry. Uh, Paul, the apostle, a man governed by the outpouring power of the Holy Spirit, an inspired man and a spiritual man. He wrote information, inspired information to Christians in Rome in the first century, chapter one, in great detail. You could literally, I encourage you to go to the book of Romans in the New Testament Bible and read the entirety of chapter one. You would think Paul was walking among us yesterday and wrote that for us today. Why? Because it's the same repetitive foolishness that we go through as human beings when we remove ourselves from God. That's why. That's the truth. And so we find ourselves where we now, quote-unquote, legally, violently murder babies. And we pervert children. We chemically castrate them. We uh, um, permanently damage them. To the end in which the statistics are just overwhelming now, coming in, this experiment, and its statistics are now proving what we knew before it even began, which is when you pervert children at such a young age, and you manipulate them and deceive them into these ideologies, which are as evil and vile as cannot be, they will live in perpetual damage and commit suicide. Be prone to drug addiction and overdose. Overdose, They are permanently damaged. And those very few who make it out alive and try their best to warn, bring awareness to all others, are immediately shut down by the powers that are currently corrupted. So we find ourselves in a, in a very difficult time in our history. Is it too late? Well, I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that perhaps there is hope for renewal, that there is hope that the silent majority is somewhere out there fighting back. And we got a glimpse of that, did we not, a few days ago in regards to the One Million uh, March for Children. Now, what have the five corrupted powers been saying about that? Government, corporation, academia, entertainment, and media? Well, they've been demonizing and slandering, of course. Saying buzzwords or trigger words like, they are alt-right far-right extremist and racist and Nazis and fascist. They are homophobes and transphobes and biphobes. Our, our prime minister, Justin Trudeau, publicly said those very words in regards to all the parents from all different religious worldviews, ethnic backgrounds. He claimed, he publicly called all of them these but the, these uh, demonizing descriptions. Now, of course, he is projecting 
he is the evil culprit or a participant in the evil uh, and sinister agenda. Yet he is in power because the citizenry of this country have withdrawn themselves from God and structure of reality. And so they went forward with an individual like that, and now we are, of course, reaping the consequences of what we have sown. But this attack, of course, against parents who simply want the right to raise their children in an appropriate manner in regarding sexual conversations uh, are being demonized. And uh, that is the tactic, of course, of what is evil. What is evil will call what is good evil. And will call what is evil good. You see, Isaiah, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Well, this is what they do. Um, the diatrophic individual will um, accuse the innocent of the very things that he or she is guilty of. Um, our prime minister and his office, and most there in Ottawa now, in our parliament, are corrupted to the brim, and they utilize this tactic, because it's been winning wars for them, has it not? It's been working. And so they need not debate. They need not sit down and reason with you in a civil, mature way. All they need to do is scream the same lies. And that gets them their resolve. It gets them what they want. And that's exactly what they've been doing. How dare you, hateful, alt-right, Nazis and fascists, how dare you try to take away your children from our grip? We own your children now. They belong to the state, to the federal government. They belong to the evil, sinister, grooming powers of pedophilia. We have them in, your, in our classrooms and how dare you try to take them back from us? Have you seen the books that are being read and taught to our children in public school? I had a very kind individual who provided a service here for uh, our property. And he, of course, legally migrated here with his wife and children. Been a year, a year or so. And he set his children in public school. And within a week or two, he was brought in to have a meeting with the teachers, the faculty, and the curriculum. Why so? Well, you see, because in the opening weeks of public school, his children were set down in class and made to watch a video, an instructional video, on how children can transition. And that is encouraged. Now, of course, the faculty of teachers are gay and the kids did not want to participate in having conversation about transitioning. You see, because the country they come from and the culture and religious views they have, which are mostly Islamic, well, they've been taught that if you're bo born a boy, then you're a boy. And if you're born a girl, well, then you're a girl. You're not born in the wrong body. If the biological 
engineering gives clear insight as to male or female organs, then why are we having a conversation? And of course, the faculty in the curriculum, which is enforced by federal government, was teaching them that, well, they should open up and have conversations about transitioning. They watch instructional videos about it. They have books that speak of all sexual uh, conversations to children. And so the parents had to be brought in and have a conversation as to what's taking place here. And of course, the parents said, well, it's just not a thing where we come from. It's not a conversation. We, Our kids, our family, we don't participate in those things. Now, you can do what you want to, and you have been, but we just don't participate in those things. And they were told, well, our federal government enforces this kind of stuff in this country. So um, pretty much you'll have to learn to live with it. This is what we do, and this is what we're going to do to your children, because they're our children now. And that's exactly what the counter-protest or counter-protesters were saying, and their signs and their, and their belligerence and their screaming attributes, behavioral delinquencies. They were screaming, your children don't belong to you anymore. They belong to us. And of course, Political corruption, like our Liberal Party, NDP Party, Green Party, and various other parties, the silence of our Conservative Party spoke a great deal as well on how corrupt they are, or unwillingness to participate in what was decent and right, to side with the parents, things like that. Well, they're util utilizing these moments for their own sociopolitical gain. And they are, of course, saying, well, these people, these parents, uh, they're just hateful individuals and they're bigots and they're homophobes and they're transphobic and uh, whatnot. But I think that's getting dull to the ears of a great many Americans and Canadians. I think a great many of us are saying, wait a minute now, I'm not, a, I'm not racist, I'm not a bigot, I'm not phobic of anything. I have family members who choose to live a gay lifestyle. They know I love them, they know I don't agree with their lifestyle, but that don't mean I don't love them. Like, wait a minute, why is my government, why are my corporations, my government, my academic institutions, my entertainment, and my media telling me a tax-paying Canadian who's worked hard and paid the bills, telling me that now I'm a racist, I'm a phobic, I'm an alt-right extremist, I'm a fascist, I'm a Nazi. You see, because those sources who are slandering us are projecting who they are. And a great many of us are waking up to that. And here, let me put on the screen now as I share... Um, Twitter a bit here. It's all over Twitter. I appreciate Twitter now because Elon has allowed, to a certain measurement, I suppose, the dialect of uh, all perspective and views and opinions to be seen and heard. And here, of course, all over uh, Twitter, these weeks trending heavily has been the uh, uh, Million Man March for our children. And uh, of course, Signs, as you see there in the image, hands off our kids. One million march for children. Yeah, leave our kids alone. That's what we're saying. And everyone you would speak to, and the most everyone you speak to who went to those protests, which was a large protest. And, and again, if you go to their, if you go to the corrupt sources and their propaganda, they'll have you thinking it was just a, a fringe minority, just a few of these crazy alt-right conspiracy theorists who are against science and against 
the LGBTQ community and whatnot. But that's just a fable. That's a it's a lie. It's false. There were uh, uh, hundreds of thousands across the country uh, parents who were protesting, and some of them are angry. I agree. I understand their sentiment. I would not participate in their language or perhaps their very um, heavy approach, perhaps, but I understand the sentiment, and someone has to get angry somewhere as things need to change. The direction we're headed is chaos. It has been. And so these parents, of course, have gotten together and have uh, been fighting for uh, their children to be reinstated to the privilege and right of the parent. And uh, evil entities and powers, they, they can't stand that. And so everywhere is. And Billboard Chris here, I truly appreciate Billboard Chris. Uh, he's been such a courageous father fighting for the rights of our children. And he uh, is unapologetic to it. He is upfront and his approach is strong, but he is still very uh, kind and cordial. He uh, uh, does what he needs to do and has found his fight, his line in the sand. And uh, that's exactly what he has been doing. So uh, Billboard Chris is truly a, a wonderful source to follow if you're uh, on Twitter. And many, many others, of course. And I could scroll on uh, for hours and you'd see a great deal of this protest that took place. It is a necessary protest. I am encouraged that it took place. It is indeed a long time coming. We've been at this for, well... Since 2015, I suppose. More so strongly. Uh, but it's all part of this agenda. To uh, murder and pervert. And they know, the enemy knows, that infiltrating uh, our children is the way they will captivate the future to their, to their agenda and to our demise. Um... A great many things have been taking place, of course, to that end. And um, it might get violent. We, of course, are praying and doing everything we can to keep it peaceful. But when evil people do evil things, good men must defend. And so there is such a thing as unrighteous violence, which is murder, which is what the enemy is currently uh, cultivating. And that requires a necessity from what is good and decent to utilize violence, but a righteous violence of defense against what is evil. Um, again, there is um, an ocean of uh, evil that has permeated all these facets of public life that now we must um, expose and uh, take control of again for the future of our culture and people. Uh, going back to the identity of the five points, being pro-Christianity, pro-life, pro-family, pro-self-defense, and pro-country. We need law and order. We need justice. Therein we find peace and sovereignty. The land of milk and honey, opportunity. And um, there needs to be a complete, if you will, dismantling of what is corrupt now in order to rebuild what is good. And I have to pray 
that that will happen, that God sees enough decency yet in our nations and enough strength and courage to bless us. But he won't until we acknowledge him again because we've removed him. And that's why these evil things are happening. And therein we go to, of course, the remedy of the situation. The remedy of the situation is to um, go back to God, read the New Testament. Start reading in Matthew. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the New Testament. You might not understand everything you're reading. I did not. But with time and a humble, honest heart, you will. But what you will understand immediately is uh, the instructions of hope eternally. And once you understand the hope we can have in Jesus eternally, you will begin to understand the stewardship we've been blessed with in the responsibility of our existence on this earth and to preserve it in a peaceful way. And that will have us courageous to fight against what is evil. And that will also have us understand that government is not God. We don't bow down to prime ministers and presidents and kings and queens. We bow down to Jesus Christ. Is there instruction in the Bible as to how we are to operate with government? Absolutely. And I've done many sessions on that. We are certainly, we are certainly to be submissive and obey government when it does not breach Christian law. If there's a stop sign at the end of the road, you stop at the stop sign. When the government says murder is illegal, then you don't murder. But when the government corrupts itself to the end in which its policies are being enforced against Christ and against the policies of our Lord and Master, then, my dear friends, we bow down to our Lord and Master and not to any prime minister, president, king, or queen. We need to understand that unity if we are going to move forward and be successful with Christ. We need to bow down to him, confess our sins, humble ourselves, be accountable. It's our fault the Western world has come to its current condition. We sat down with a warm meal. Got yourself some wonderful meat, some gravy, some potatoes, some veggies, a beautiful warm meal that took hours to prepare, and there it is on the table, and you pray and you thank God for the meal. Thank you, Lord, so much for this wonderful food that nourishes our body and the hands that provided it. Fathers, thank you so much for providing for us. Thank you so much. What a blessing this is. In his name, amen. Then you pick up the plate and you go throw it in the garbage. Yeah, that's what we've done. Thank you, Lord, for this blessed nation. Now let's throw it in the garbage. It's our fault. We have to hold responsibility for that. We were supposed to protect our children. We didn't. We were supposed to protect this nation for its sovereignty so that we could live in peace and opportunity. We didn't. And now the channels of the isms have taken over. And what do I mean by the isms? First and foremost, atheism. Without atheism, all the other isms could not have infiltrated. We first and foremost needed atheism. Atheism makes everything subjective. It, de it demolishes any moral attribute or law. 
because everything's subjective. We're just a bunch of animals. There's nothing special about us or unique about us. We're all animals. There is no God. We come from primordial soup. You needed that to be infiltrated into the minds of our children. Let's call it science. It's a lie, but it worked. Now that atheism has infiltrated and dismantled, well, now all the other isms are easily in, uh, entered into the, the program. Liberalism, progressivism, socialism, fascism, Marxism, communism, tyranny, oppression, both physical and spiritual. But those who are proponents and enforcers of the isms will project and gaslight. This is the tactic, of course, which is known in the uh, psychological world, I think, as uh, uh, narcissism. And sadly, there are many in the political realm of that persuasion and also who have crept in unnoticed in the church and have caused a great much pain to a great many of us. Well, the isms have now infiltrated through that very end. Is there hope? There's always hope if we go back to God. There's consequences to the things we've allowed to happen. But there's always hope if we go back to Jesus. We can turn this around with God. We can't do it on our own, I assure you. If we keep thinking, <laughs> we're going to do it on our own, man. We're going to die. Two deaths. But if we turn to Christ and we start to learn the, the Christ of the scriptures, not the Jesus or the Christianity that men have created in their own image to their own selfish, self-righteous hypocrisy, not that one, but rather the Christianity created in the image of the Christ to which we read in the scriptures, which the scriptures must be respected and rightly handled. If we go back to that and confess our sins, we've been foul, we've been filthy, we've been perverted, we've been evil, murderous, lying, gossips. We've been all these things that have created and allowed and permitted the fall of such a beautiful nation. How do we, how do we go back? Well, you learn from the education of the old law or the Old Testament time period more so accurately in history. And God will instruct us both in the New Testament law in which you and I live under and from the knowledge we gain from God's nature in the Old Testament system. You have to bring back justice, the fear of God, capital punishment for murderers, securing our land for the sovereignty and safety of its citizenry, Christian principles in our schools. But we have to have Jesus respected, honored, in our government, corporation, academic institutions, entertainment, and media. And only those who adhere to those principles are permitted or eligible to have a position of influence and leadership in those powers. I, we know the remedy. We know the cure. It's just not permitted. And God knows perhaps we need a lot more bloodshed and famine and slavery and bondage 
like Israel, 400 years in Egypt until we start to smarten up and be like, hey, man, wow, we've really dropped the ball here. We need God. We need Christianity in the form of the scriptures. We need to get rid of all that is foul and filthy and perverted. And we need to go back to God. I speak to my own self as with anyone. It starts in the home, in your mind. A change, a repentance. So we had a moment of encouragement with the protests there a few days ago, and we've been having these in Canada, also with the Freedom Convoy, which was demonized. It was demonized by the the, uh, corrupt powers. But it was a freedom protest. It was peaceful. The organizers are facing life imprisonment. Imagine that. You can't, you, you can't fool me and tell me that we live in a free country. We don't. Describe freedom to me. What is freedom? Freedom is Christ. Freedom is Christ. It's forgiveness of sins. It's eternal life. In this life here on this earth, there'll always be problems. But though that be the case, we need not invoke it, promote it, encourage it. There will always be evil, but we can manage it to a lower measurement than we are currently experiencing. The church and its local governance, by the instruction of the Holy Word, commands discipline so that a corrupt apple don't contaminate all the other apples. So you remove the contaminated apple, if the apple, of course, cannot or chooses not to repent and change. Why is that? So that we don't enable evil. That's why. Sociopolitically, it's the same end. Why would we allow evil people in this country or in positions of power in our government, corporation, academia, entertainment, or media? Why would we allow that? Because we live in a free country? Are you aware that freedom comes at a cost and that there are boundaries to freedom? All right, my dear friends, that will conclude our session on this Friday for uh, our sociopolitical theme. We go live from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. On Fridays, however, only once or twice a month, but all the other days, every week. Please consider signing up at itsouls.locals.com. Please consider supporting. It encourages us, it motivates us to keep working hard. It allows the work to uh, reach further. You can send a donation to addedsouls at gmail.com, the website for, or sorry, the email address for PayPal donation and gift. We labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ here in New Brunswick, Canada. We are a growing church of individuals who understand this information and are learning more of this information. We follow Jesus. You'll find a healthy church here, a growing church, a family. You'd like to study with us? You'd come visit us? By all means, reach out. You can check out the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. We have a Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. Addedsouls.com is my website. You'll find all the links to everything over there as well. Stay positive. Stay focused. 
And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Lord willing, we'll be live on Saturday evening for our Back to the Bible Q&A session. Me and my uh, dear brother, uh, Andre Moore, and his wonderful work in ministry. So uh, we'll be on our uh, Added Souls Facebook page Saturday evening for a fresh new session. We haven't been able to do that. We've just been sharing uh, archived sessions these past weeks, but um, this one should be a fresh one, Lord willing. That good? All right. Peace out.